0: Hi everyone, Dr. Liz here. In the month of March, I am airing a couple of replays, one to give myself a break, and because it's Mercury Retrograde from March 5th to March 28th, 2019. For those of you not familiar with Mercury Retrograde, it tends to cause all kinds of problems with like technology kind of stuff. And this has definitely been true for me. We have a long history, me and Mercury Retrograde. So I take the time to reflect to rejuvenate, to do planning, that type of thing, rather than try to fight with technology. Something always goes wrong for me during Mercury retrograde. (laughs) Okay. Now I do like to tempt it a little bit because I am airing a new episode next week, which is actually the map of pain. It's a good pairing with this one. This one is in my top 10 chronic pain reducing with hypnosis. It's a fantastic episode and people love it. But I also thought I would give you just a direct tool next week about how to reduce your experience of pain in the body. So keep an eye out for that. All right, let's jump in. And welcome to Hypnotize Me, the podcast about hypnosis, transformation, and healing. This is Dr. Elizabeth Bonet, and I'm your host. Disclaimer time. This podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment, nor should it be. If you need therapy or hypnotherapy, please seek a trained professional. I do hypnosis all over the world, so if you'd like to learn more about me, you can do that at my website, drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z-hypnosis.com. Now on to our episode. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Elizabeth Bonet. And this week on the podcast, we're talking about chronic pain. I'm doing a whole series on chronic pain. Actually, I'm going to cover a couple of studies over a couple of weeks, because it's such a huge problem. It affects about 20% of people worldwide. 20%. The estimates in America are 76 million Americans. 76 million, that's a huge number, and 20% worldwide. Chronic pain is defined as pain that lasts for more than about three to six months. Chronic pain is often the entryway into an addiction problem, an opiate addiction, at least in the US it is. I know in other countries, I've read the research in those countries as well, it is, and it's such a huge problem that I thought, okay, let's talk about it in terms of hypnosis. I first discovered hypnosis for chronic pain about 10 years ago, I would say. I had broken a tailbone at the time, and it took about two years to heal. So that's a long ass time. (laughs) totally intended that pun, okay? I just can't resist it, right? That's a long ass time, sorry, for your tailbone to heal. And I've had other friends that broken their tailbone. I had one that broke it during childbirth, and same thing, she said, it took forever. So that's a chronic pain condition. I've had an ankle that's bothered me for years, that's chronic pain. I have faced neck and back pain, I originally started doing yoga for neck and back pain. And I find I have to do it in order to reduce the back pain. I am not someone who took medications for any of these conditions. My back hasn't gone out in... Like years, I can't remember the last time, but it went out recently because I was going through something in my personal life and I did take some ibuprofen. I'm not saying I wouldn't take anything for it just to help bring some of the inflammation down, but I'm not someone who uh, takes Percocet or opiates or anything like that. I never have, I never could take Percocet. I'm allergic to it. It makes me like horribly nauseous. And even after surgeries, I took prescription strength, ibuprofen, but nothing stronger than that. My point in saying that is I definitely know the struggles with chronic pain. My own choice is to try to handle it without medications, but I absolutely know that that's not always possible for people. And it depends on your pain tolerance level. It depends on what's going on. It depends how chronic it is. It depends if it's a constant, constant pain or sharp or dull or something you can manage. So there's a whole variation in there. And I realize that and just want to put that out there that there's no judgmental attitude here regarding that. I make my own personal choices, but that doesn't mean that they're going to work for anybody else, right? Anybody else. So I respect the choices other people make too. Where I come into this as a professional is that hypnosis is very effective for chronic pain management. And I'm always surprised that people actually don't do more of it. So let's look at the study for this week. It was published in 2013 by Brooke Donatone. I like saying her last name, Donatone. From New York University. It was published in the American Journal of Clinical Hypnosis. And its focus suggestion with somatic anchoring technique, rapid self-hypnosis for pain management. Well, that title would grab anyone's attention, right? Rapid self-hypnosis for pain management. You know, one of my most viewed videos on YouTube, and believe me, my views are like deplorable. I'm certainly not a YouTube star. I talk about quick pain management because I had twisted my ankle and I immediately went into a self-hypnosis technique to help reduce the pain, and then that helped reduce the swelling and all kinds of stuff. But anyway, rapid self-hypnosis, I'm all about that. I'm all about that for me. I'm all about that for you. So let's see what she says. So the first thing she really talks about is what is called cognitive restructuring. All that means is that you're changing the thoughts in your mind. That's all it is. It's a fancy term for it. And what happens is that people catastrophize and they go into the future around pain. I'm not going to be able to manage this. This is awful. I'm not going to be able to work. I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm not going to be able to take care of my kids, all of this. I've been there, believe me. Catastrophizing is over-exaggeration or over-generalization to a negative event, meaning you think this is going to affect everything and it's all going to be awful. That's all catastrophizing is. And several studies have found that By changing the level of catastrophizing, meaning bringing it down, meaning correcting those misperceptions, meaning trying to get the person to focus more on the present versus going into the future and catastrophizing, or even changing the thoughts to something like, I will be able to manage this, I'll find solutions, I'll find resources, like those types of thoughts that you actually change the perception of pain sensations. The perception of pain is actually less when you start working with the thoughts. So that's helpful. What you can do during a hypnosis session is go in and suggest positive ways to manage the thoughts around pain. So we're not just managing the pain, which is a whole nother process in hypnosis. We're actually also managing the thoughts around pain so that the thoughts are not catastrophizing thoughts so that the thoughts are more positive and helpful for the person. So this sounds something like as you decrease your muscle tension, you also can decrease your feeling of pain. It can be as simple as that when those suggestions come up, but they're tailored to the individual. And what we also add to that is a somatic anchor. So again, just a fancy term, Saying that we're going to teach you how to focus on a body part and change the sensation in it. So, this is often warming the hands or the feet, relaxing the shoulders, or a sensation of heaviness. Those are common ways to do that. And then her models also took a win and give cues for the person to do self-hypnosis. So like fatigue, when you're getting tired, it's a signal to your body to sleep, right? Or to rest. Hunger is a signal to eat. Pain is a signal to do self-hypnosis so that you're in less pain. So there's a couple of studies that support That when you do this, when you support the idea of being in less pain, then the patients actually become more accurate at assessing their pain level. And then what happens when you're more accurate, you take the appropriate amount of medication. So for a lot of people, that ends up being less medication, meaning less side effects and less expense and less addiction. And you feel more in control. Like, that's a huge factor here, that sometimes when someone's in chronic pain, they don't feel very much in control. That feeling of being out of control, that nothing's going to help this, would often lead to then anxiety about it, right, and panic attacks even, of how am I going to manage this? How am I going to bring this pain down? You know, It goes into this whole anxiety cycle. So the point of self-hypnosis is to say, hey, you have a technique here. You have a tool here that you can use so that that whole hurricane (laughs) doesn't even start. That whole hurricane of feeling out of control doesn't even start. So this is not just guided imagery. Let me state that. Okay. It's not just guided imagery. It's actually focusing on sensations in your body and controlling those sensations and changing those sensations. So I had someone in my office the other day, she had come in for migraines and we were working on the hand warming and warming one hand more than the other. And afterwards she asked, have they studied that? Like, is that just me thinking one hand is warmer than the other if they actually measured that? And they have actually measured that through like measuring the skin and um, biofeedback and that that kind of stuff, right? Where it's like, no, that's an actual physical thing that's happening. It's not just in your mind. So it's a really interesting question there of, is this actually happening? The answer is yes, it's actually happening. So this study, she cites a case example of a woman with MS, multiple sclerosis, which is generally a chronic condition, although you may want to go listen to episode 51 with Skylar Hamilton, who actually healed her MS with hypnosis. And I'm doing intensive training, actually, this month, month of March, up near Orlando to be further trained in this technique. I've already started using it in my practice, but I wanted a deeper level of instruction. She talks about that and Skylar does that technique. She's trained in it and she's also running a study. So if you know someone with MS, I'm just gonna put a plug in here, please have them listen to episode 51. It's drlizhypnosis.com slash episode 51. And then if they're interested, contact Skylar's running a research study about this. But back to the case study in this article. It was with a woman with MS, with both acute and chronic pain. This case study was a nurse who was on her feet most of the day. She assisted with surgeries and she had relapsing remitting MS and having pain in the left heel of her foot, which had lasted for about five weeks without remitting. And in the case study, she talks about that she would wake up two or three times at night. She would use a color technique to help dissipate the pain, but it wouldn't completely go away. I often use color techniques in my own practice. And she's increasingly angry at herself and her own body for not being able to manage and decrease this pain. So that's not good, right? Getting mad at ourselves. Like I get it. I get frustrated with myself too. I always encourage people to talk very gently to their bodies and to themselves. I try to get that very gentle voice going so that is where the author started. She started with some of the thought. And progressive muscle relaxation was used and somatic anchors. So she guided her to focus on the pain in her left foot and to notice changes. And then let's focus on the hands and then the shoulders and then return to the pain of the foot. So this is repeated a couple of times, teaching her techniques about how to work with that And what happened is that the pain decreased steadily after each cycle and the nurse reported that it decreased to a zero by the end of the session. So she was encouraged to go home and practice that until she would get to a zero and then she could fall asleep. So she comes back two weeks later and she said that the pain would start around a six to an eight and she would do this cycle and it would go down to a two, but she didn't know why she couldn't take it all the way down. But she could generally ignore it during the night and now like muscle twitching was an issue and that's what would keep her up. So then the author, Brick Donatone, I like saying that name, works on the muscle twitching to where when she would go into a relaxation, the muscle twitching could completely stop which is wonderful, right? So then she can do that at home as well and be able to sleep. She goes on to talk about a couple of other things that happened with this nurse. But the final result was that she was able to keep her pain at a manageable level, much, much lower than when she started. And she didn't have the tool of self-hypnosis. She was able to decrease her medications and fall asleep faster. So it used to take her over an hour to fall asleep. And now she could do it in about 20 minutes. So in this same study, she talks about another case with someone with gastritis and acid reflux. I've worked with this several times in my own practice. I do do somatic techniques, the hand warming, things like that, and as well as other things to go along with it. And it's incredibly effective for it. I have not, not had success. Like every client that's come to me has had pretty significant success. And for one person, their, her GERD actually went away completely. And then she also talks about that technique with someone who has migraines. And again, I'm doing more and more work in my practice with migraines. I did move into the new office. I know some of you heard that on a previous episode, and I am so happy that my office is large enough to do a group now. So I am hoping that's coming later in the year, a group for people with migraines to help reduce them, the frequency and the intensity. And this is one of the things we do when we're working with migraines is learning these techniques about how to move sensation around the body so that we can move the sensation away from the head, out down through the body, out through the feet. How about we put it out of the body all together, right? <laughs> Like, if you've never had hypnosis, that sounds like a crazy statement. Like, how can someone take a migraine or a headache that's coming out and move it out of the body? And if I hadn't seen it myself and heard the patients talk about it, I would agree with you. I'd be like, that's crazy. But it's not. It's They do it. They report it. They report decrease in intensity, decrease in frequency, and they are much happier in their lives, much, much happier. So that is a little bit about what's called somatic anchoring and self-hypnosis. My goal as a hypnotherapist, and sounds like the goal of the authors as well, is to teach you tools for you to use at home so that you're not always dependent on my recordings that I'm sending home with you, or you're not always dependent on me. You can go home, use the techniques reduce your own pain or eliminate it, reduce your own symptoms or eliminate them and live a much happier, healthier life. All right, people, that's it for this week. Peace. I hope you truly enjoyed today's episode. Remember that you can get free hypnosis downloads over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com. D-R-L-I-Z-hypnosis.com. I work all over the world doing hypnosis. So if you're interested in working with me, please schedule a free consultation over at my website and we'll see what your goals are and if I can be of service to you in helping you reach them. Finally, if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast or tell a friend. That way more and more people learn about the power of hypnosis.